that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people, and I've played some, too. And there's one thing I know. People like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you at, baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ass with Tiffany Renadon who's a dance instructor, has her own school. It's called Tiffany and Company Dance Studio. And we're going to talk about dancing and dance competitions and all kinds of cool stuff, things that you really need to know. So if you're a kid or a mom or somebody and thinks you need a little more grace in your stride, Tiffany's got the stuff for you. All right, talking out my ask right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel... Take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides a big cootie, sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. Okay, so I'm talking to uh, Tiffany Renanen, who is the founder and uh, chief cook and bottle washer at Tiffany. All right, so Tiffany Dance Company. No, Tiffany and Company Dance Studio. Tiffany and Company. Because I was just, you know, you sent me the name and everything, and we were talking about this, and I still just go Tiffany Dance, the <laughs> Tiffany Dance Company. But I keep thinking about, like, those, uh, you know, like Tiffany Lamps and Tiffany Jewelry, yes, yes. you know. Yeah, so it's just like the jewelry store, but, you know, for dancing. Yeah, but then you can just lie and say, well, it's, yeah, we're affiliated with them, so. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> you don't want, you know, you know, okay. You don't want to be affiliated? I wouldn't no, be. No, I love them. I love them. Believe well, if you, me. If you could, well, if you could use it to help get some students up in there dancing and everything, hey. that would be kind of cool. Whatever it takes. Yeah. I met Tiffany through her husband, who's a friend of mine, Frank Renadin, who is a JPSO. So I imagine you don't have a lot of... Uh, rigmarole going on at your uh, at your reviews do you nobody's starting any trouble no. or how come my no, kid he, didn't dance the lead or anything like that no he, he keeps everything pretty under control we uh we like having him around <laughs> does he show up in his lieutenant garb or he's just kind of like wearing those because i either see him in full-blown uniform or i see him in like baggy shorts and a t-shirt with a hole in it right 
so no, like I definitely make him not wear the t-shirt with the hole when he comes to the recital because he does have to represent, but he definitely takes the step into that uh, studio owner husband and dance dad role when he uh, comes and hangs out with us, which is cool. Well, you make him put on like, uh, you know, little dancey shoes like Mary Jane's or something like that when he's out on the dance floor. You don't want him scuffing the, scuffing the floor up or nothing like that. Listen, you didn't hear this from me, but there is a video uh, circulating on Facebook of him. Dan- I did make him dance one year with our daughter um, a couple of years ago. So there is a video out there in Facebook world that uh, with our with our lovely Mr. Frank dancing on stage and uh, him and his duet partner, the showstopper, <laughs> uh, did a great job. But yeah, if you, if you can find it, go ahead and check it out. It was pretty pretty great well it's, there's video of me out there dressed up in drag from doing hairspray ah. and then being dressed up like the the yat lady like the fat lady in the Got opera it. you know with big big yeah. uh actually cut a football uh cut a foam football in half to make my uh big viking hoo-hoos with some uh I- with a thing on the end of anyway it was it was frightening to say <laughs> the least i don't make a very good looking woman well but- come on <laughs> Oh no, it's true though. Really, Tiffany, I don't. I just, I don't, I don't make a good-looking woman. You know, I, I ain't no Caitlyn Jenner. Ah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, well, let's get to the nitty and the gritty. Uh, let's do it, Tiffany. I mean, how long have you been dancing yourself? I mean, is this something wow. you started as a little kid or what? Yes, my mom and dad enrolled me in dancing when I was two. Um, I, when I was about seven, started getting the hint that there was a thing out there called Dance Competition World and wanted to start competing. So I jumped into Dance Competition World at the age of seven. Then when I was about 15, started getting into the teaching and found how much I absolutely adored teaching people and helping others learn to do what I love to do. Um, so it's kind of been a thing ever since. And this, I believe we figured out was my 37th, not to age myself, um, year dancing as a person. And this was my 25th season as a coach. So pretty uh, decent. Well, if you started of- at two. You yeah. Know, pretty- I mean, what, 37? Jeez, and Pete's, I mean, you're a spring chicken. Like, yeah, something like that. Well, that's we'll cool. Well, that's, that's cool. That's a good thing. So you started at two, you started teaching at 15, you opened up your own school. I, yes. You know, and for, well, first off, dance competitions, you know, yes. I, I thought you took dance to, so that you can go be a ballerina or you can get in the, the production of Nutcracker every year or something like that. Right. Dance competitions. This is not Dancing with the Stars where you do like the ballroom. No. no. So Dance Competition World is a whole different realm. We do do our recreational students at the studio we actually have more recreational students than we do competitive students Mm -hmm. Uh, but we do have a dance competition team and we are actually going we travel um around the gulf south and enter into these competitions where the girls go up on stage they perform routines that we have taught them and critiqued and they get scores um i'm very happy that our competition team is pretty well known around the area which is awesome um, and we are actually heading over to Florida next week, a week from today, we'll be there to compete nationally, um, at a national dance competition over in Pensacola. So we're pretty excited about that. Well, I mean, what do you, what do you do? What do you teach? I mean, is this a chorus line or is this a 42nd street? I mean, what kind of dance competitions are y'all throw each other in the air, like cheerleaders or something? I mean, I'm, 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 yeah. I've been in the mute, I've been in theater since I was 17, uh, I played in orchestras before that. 
I mean, I'm used to watching people dance on stage in musicals or just in music reviews. I've never seen, quote unquote, competitive dancing, you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to throw you in the air or spin you around. Yeah, Yeah, all of the above. So competitive dance is it ranges anywhere. It can be ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, contemporary point, even down to baton. Um, You name it. They have a category for it. Song and dance, which you're familiar with, with the musical theater world. Um, So we teach the kids a routine and it's usually about three minutes long. We costume them in all the rhinestones you can imagine. And we enter these competitions and they go and there's usually a panel of three judges who give them a score based on performance technique uh costuming choreography and they take that score and then they're given an adjudication which is usually the adjudications are probably like platinum diamond gold high gold high silver just depends on what competition you go to they get pretty confusing Um, really it sounds like that already it's very confusing and what your ultimate goal is that you want to place in the overalls. Most competitions give out 10 overalls in any given category. So that's your main goal is to place into the overalls and get the highest score in your division, basically. Well, um, that, that's the main goal. When What did you have to do to end up going to this thing in Pensacola? Which, by the way, so, go check out the air base. It's very cool. Okay, cool. Definitely. The um, station. Yeah, there is there. I forgot that was there. Um, so to play, to go to the nationals, you have to compete regionally. So all these competitions host events all over the country, um, some internationally, but usually all over the country, between 40 and 60 events usually per competition all over the country. We usually compete in Baton Rouge, here in New Orleans, or over in Biloxi is where we mainly do our regional competitions. So we have to go to the regional competition, compete, get our adjudication. Um, Basically, that's all you have to do is just compete at a regional. And then from there, you make the choice to go to a national. Each competition company, which there's hundreds of competition companies in the country, they choose probably two or three locations around the country where you go compete at what they call nationals. And it's basically anybody who competes at a regional, once you place at a regional, you get to go to the national competition. And they're they're held at pretty family-friendly locations, yeah. Pensacola, Orlando, um, Wisconsin Dells. Um, well, you're Tennessee. dealing with a bunch of kids, so, I mean, you don't, you right. don't want to do this in the Bronx someplace. Exactly. Yeah. So we're heading over to Pensacola because it's got the beach. Um, we compete for a couple days and then we're, you know, have a beach party with our kids. And your ultimate goal is to place in the top five at nationals. And that's your, your big, big goal to get there. So it's fun. It's most of our families use it as vacation, which we are too. Um, and yeah, just to be with your dance family and go do what you love and have some fun at the beach while you're there. Okay. Well, I'm still having trouble picturing it, but I mean, I, you know, let's let's talk age levels. I mean, do you you have like one crew? You start. I'm I'm assuming that you start kids real young. Do they have like like okay? You got the two to five year old group, and they're competing, and the six to nine year old group, and they're or is it like you got to put ten kids up there of varying ages that don't matter? Just get up there and dance and see if you can blow the judges away. Right. So basically, so a little bit of all of the above. Um, We start taking kids at our studio basically as soon as they start walking. Um, I had one of my little ones come in last year. She was 15 months old when she started last August. 
and she turned to the week before the recital, which was at the end of May, and she killed it on stage. So as soon as they start wait, walking... Wait, come on. She killed it? She oh. was in a duck costume, and she turned around twice. Come on now. No, You're not fooling did. nobody. She, she danced. She did, and I... She did. She did all of her steps. She smiled. She went to her... I make them go to a little spot on the stage where they do a little curtsy. She went on her own. She didn't cry. She, she killed it for being a two-year-old. She killed it. Okay. But, um, so but they was come she in, in a duck her... costume, though? No, she wasn't a duck. She was a princess. Oh, well, there you go. She was a princess. I wouldn't want uh, to be a duck. Right. Well, we had ducks a couple years ago, so... You got boy to... ducks? You got Donald ducks and such like that? We... That year, did we not? We did. We do have boys that dance with us, um, but I usually try to costume them a little bit more appropriately than a duck. Like Daffy Duck. No. Okay. Like, it would be Donald if they were ducks, let's okay. be fair. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, anyway, so we got to stop. We got to stop right here and pick it up when we get okay. back here. Um, Tiffany Renneton is my guest. Tiffany and Company Dance Studio. And uh, I'm just, you know what? I mean, again, I'm, I'm talking with her husband, Frank. He's a JPSO lieutenant. And he's been telling me stories about, you know, the dance recitals and all the stuff they got to do. And I'm going, you're kidding me. Yep. So let's find out about it. And, you know, you, she survived the pandemic and everything else. So Tiffany's my guest here on the Spudcast talking out my ass back right after this. Getting older and feeling your age, low energy, no motivation, putting on the pounds. Maybe age isn't the culprit. Maybe the sad truth is you have low testosterone. Well, don't sit around and mope. Go to the Mope Clinic at the Men's Optimal Performance Enhancement Clinic. Chris Rue will do more than just fling a blue pill at you. With proper testing, diagnosis, and testosterone replacement therapy, you'll be on your way to becoming your old self again, or better yet, your new self again. Go to mopeclinic.com, M-O-P-E clinic.com, or call 504-322-3888 to start your journey to a better, stronger, healthier you. Bud here. Do your breakers keep breaking? Do you see a spark when you plug in your hair dryer? If you do, I want you to remember one thing. 947-3392. That's Eugene Lawrence's number at E1 Electric. Let's face it, you don't know nothing about electricity, but Eugene does. A licensed and insured electrical contractor, over 25 years experience, him and his crew can do anything for you, from hanging a ceiling fan to rewiring an apartment complex. So before you hear this, you better hear this. Thanks for calling E1 Electric. How can we help you? E1 Electric, 504-947-3392. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? I got an idea. Go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. And we're back talking to Tiffany Renaton of Tiffany and Company dance studio where'd you come up with tiffany and company i mean how many how many people you got involved in this thing um well actually when we opened the studio a friend of mine suggested it and i thought it was kind of cute so we kind of rolled with it um we have over 100 students and i have about nine faculty members on board with us and trust me it takes all nine of us to make this ship sail believe me i would bet 100 youngins are you kidding me i taught acting i had a small acting school and I had kids, but I got a friend of mine who teaches, like, theater in St. Charles Parish, and he deals with little kids. So mm -hmm. I let him deal with the little kids, and I did high school and above. And even right. then, it got to the point where it's like an acting class with high schoolers and a, and a I said, 
eight people max. That way everybody has a chance to perform during class when you're teaching them that. But, I mean, you're teaching kids. Uh, how many of them actually, okay, you, you had your, your, your special two-year-old who, who was, uh, yeah, Erica was dressed like a princess, and she, she did her turns, and she hit her mark without being told, and she didn't cry, and she smiled real big. But, yes. I mean, are how many of your dance competition things are solo performances, or is it all ensemble? No, it's not all ensembles. And we kind of got to that before, and then I, I got off the topic. But So we take kids as soon as they start walking, and then I have them all the way till they graduate through high school. Uh, we have four that we graduated this year, very successful. Everyone that's ever graduated from me has just become a good human, which is... Well, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what a lot of people don't understand. It's like taking an acting class doesn't mean you're going to be an actor. It just means exactly. you're going to be... You're going to perform. You you, right. you you lose your fear of being in front of an audience. You learn right. some things, and, and dancing is, except for going up on point, because then you get huge, mungously big bunions big. on you. you got, ballerina's Nothing. got the ugliest feet you've ever seen in your life. Oh, absolutely. But other than that, I mean, it's 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 a great learning tool, and, I mean, adults should consider it, you know? Right, so, and that's what I tell the parents all the time. I'm like, look, I'm not sending kids to Juilliard, but they go to work. They know how to be a team player. They know they have time management skills and they know how to work with other people, which is more important to me than winning all the trophies in the world. Um, but our competition team, we do have, we have lots of soloists. We have, I think our youngest soloist this year is uh, seven, I believe. And all the way up through the, the seniors in high school do solos, but we do make them do individual groups by age, which you had asked that before. Mm-hmm. Um, Youngest competitor is four. So we have like a four to six and a half, seven-year-old group, and then like an eight to 10-year-old group, like an 11 to 12-year-old group, um, 13, 14-ish, and then 15 and up. So there are several different groups that we have, but then we do put them all together in what we call our line, which actually becomes our opening, uh, the opening production for our recital. So they all dance together for that. So it's a little, little kind of mix of everything. There's some duets and some trios, but um, mostly groups and solos. Yeah. So it's like river dance. They're telling a story. There's something like a big line and sometimes there's solos. Yeah. Sometimes they're duets or trios or things like that. But you're basically, Correct. you're putting, the recital is putting on a show. What about the competition? Yeah. I mean, y'all just have, okay, you got to dance this style. You got to dance that style. You got to have these many people. You got to have two people, four people. You got to do do si stuff. I mean, what, what yeah. do some of these competitions demand that you do? They actually don't demand that you do anything, which we've kind of talked about for years that, Sometimes it we feel like it should be like that. Like they do in gymnastics, you're required to do skills A, B, C, and D yeah. uh, in order to, to place however many points. Well, competition, dance competitions are not like that. It is totally based on the opinion of three people that watch you perform on any given day. And we tell our kids that all the time. You're, you know, you could dance on Saturday and get one score and dance on Sunday and get a completely different score. Um, it just depends. And the judges do look for... The, the, the tricks, I guess, for lack of a better words, but the technique that the kids are using, they look to see if that's done properly. Even if they're seven and are doing a, a technical skill that a 15-year-old can do, can the seven-year-old do the technical skill with pointed feet on a straight leg? Or, spot? or maybe you should not have. I mean, if you or, if you got a seven-year-old that can do it, then you put them out there and make them do, do it. it. Yeah. Right. But you should not. I mean, we try not to give our you know, if they can't, even our 15-year-olds, if they can't do it, we take it out and give them something else they look better doing. 
I got you. Well, I, I you know what? I say that's what doesn't make any sense. They should have certain certain things, right. you know, like do tap. Right. You do. I don't know about I don't know about hip hop or the rest of that stuff because I'm old. But, right. You know, a, a really good like I saw Forty Second Street at Summer Lyric a couple of summers ago, and it was really cool. And the girl who played the lead was a phenomenal tap dancer. I mean, right. I, I'm thinking, and you could hear every tap as clear as a bell, and yet it was faster than a machine gun. She was so quick yeah. with her feet, you know. So, right. And so, like, you tap at a competition. I judge for a national competition. Like, I travel the country and judge as well. So when I'm watching a tap dance, those are the things I'm looking for. Exactly what you just said. Are they execute? You know, like I mean, you wouldn't. I guess maybe you would because you've been around the musical theater world. But are they executing the steps? Can you hear their taps clearly? Um, are they using the stage? Things like that. It's just. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of strange that there's no compulsory requirements. I guess. I don't know. Do you think there should be? I mean, you know this world. Would it would it be a I, much fairer competition or a better judge of the teaching skills of the other schools and of you if they actually yeah. had a list of things and go, you have to do these. The rest of it is gravy. You got to do these four things, period. Ain't They ain't open for discussion. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. Because, I mean, the dance competition world, we kind of sit down as a faculty and say, okay, these are the trends that we see happening in, in dance world. So these are the things we're going to push our kids to do. Um, but if we had a list that said, okay, for your eight-year-old, you have to do A, B, C, and D, that would kind of make, I feel like it would make it more fair across the board. Well, it would also force you to, to focus on those things. But it's like, you got to do these four, but you got to do eight things. You right. Know? So it's like you, you said, if you got like, somebody, if you got a seven-year-old who can do something that a fifteen-year-old can do, well, then of course you're gonna shine. But that not, might not be on the list of seven-year-old stuff. Correct. You know? Interesting. Right. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is a whole lot more complicated than I thought. To me, I thought it was a bunch oh, of kids in a duck suit, and they go out there, and their grandma would go, "Oh my God, they're so cute. Take some pictures." You well, know? the studio, the studio is that too. Believe me. Like I said, it's not. We're not all competitive. We do have our recreational classes that perform in our recital, but. We hold those recreational students to the same standard we hold our competition students. So we feel like if our eight-year-old competitors should be doing this, then we feel like our eight-year-old recreational dancers should be doing it as well. There's no, you know, this is what we teach at the eight-year-old level, just across the board. Well, yeah. so, I mean, so so do you have somebody like, okay, you got a good, a really good eight-year-old dancer, and you, you go to them, and I want you to be a competitive dancer, and they go, nah, I'm, I'm just taking this as a goof, you know, I mean... No, we have we do have that because we send out uh, we do invitations for our competition team, and we do have some parents that come back and say, you know, no, we're not ready, and okay, well, we'll just continue on with your rec you know your recreational training because you're going to get the same training that you would yeah competed. So well, yeah, you we can do also I mean that way you could have like some understudies in case something happens. By the way, yeah. Right. So what happens? I mean, you get somebody turned an ankle, or you got to go. You know, like in Forty Second Street, you got to go get the chorus line girl to come out there and save the show, kind of thing, or. Fortunately, no. We do have one student this year who learned all of her routines and then had to have hip surgery. Oh, in July. Yeah, like it was major surgery um, earlier this year. So she is one of our assistants. So she's actually been coming in and helping us teach, but she cannot physically dance herself. So basically, we had to just take the routine she was in and modify everybody else's spots. And, you know, if something if we're at a competition or a recital and something happens to one of our kids that they can't perform anymore, we just have to adapt and overcome and kind of roll with what's handed to us. You don't call back home and go, hey, can Susie come out here? Because uh, <laughs> no. Beth busted her hip and we need somebody. No. We don't have understudies, huh? 
Yeah, no, no understudies. Sounds like me doing one man shows. It's like me or nobody, you know. I fell off a stage and dislocated my shoulder, and two days later, I was on stage in in Texas in front of twenty five hundred people. And it's like, you know what? My shoulder really hurts, but we already sold all the tickets, so there you go. And again, life lesson: whatever life throws at you, strap up the boots and keep going. Yeah, you're right. All right, so tell people out there who have thought about uh, and and you start as early as two. How late can you start? I mean, you graduate kids, so. If you're already a senior in high school, is that too late or what? Absolutely not. We have kids who come to us at all ages who've never danced before, and we bring them in and kind of catch them up and go from there. So anybody out there has a 8-year-old, 7-year-old, 17-year-old that's interested in dancing, we have classes available for them to come on in and do what they want to do. Yeah, you have like a class for like really goobery boys who want to ask a girl to the prom so you can bring them in there for two or three, you know, uh, once once a week for a couple of months just so that they can learn a few steps without stepping all over people? No, nobody's come to us for that. We have had a couple of promposals done at the studio, uh, but no boys coming in to you get. You should advertise for that, I'm telling you. That's something I would have took up. Look, I do. I have done some wedding dances before. I do have a couple of those credits under my belt. Yeah, my uh, wife and I studied. We learned how to do the tango for our wedding. It surprised everyone. It was a lot of fun. So, all right. Well, tell everybody how they can sign up to be uh, Tiffany and Company Dance Studio students. All right. So right now we have our open enrollment for our 2021-2022 full year session. All of the information is on our website, which is www.tiffanycodance.com. All the information's there. You can follow us on social media. We have Facebook and Instagram. We're constantly posting all kind of updates on there. And give us a call. Um, the number's on the Facebook and the website. We'd be happy to answer any questions anybody has and get you guys involved and part of the Tiffany and Company family. And getting some grace on the fire over there. While you See how smooth you can glide across the, uh, the gym floor with all that toilet paper hanging from the basketball goals. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Tiff. Tell Frank I said, hey. Well. All right, wrapping up the Spudcast right after this. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222, and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team Advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dust busters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps, the list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing, because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. It's okay. Tiffany Rendon. Tiffany and Company Dance Studio. That's pretty fun. I don't think I could have done that, but, you know. Uh, appreciate you joining me here. Tomorrow on the uh, Spudcast podcast, talking out my ask, I'll talk with Elizabeth Pierce, who is that uh, chick who takes you on the uh, drinking tours around the quarter and different things. And, how she survived the pandemic, which was pretty cool because they were given like bartending lessons like online. 
very cool and happening. So that's tomorrow on the Spudcast podcast. Talk about my ask. In the meantime, you can find this podcast on Red Circle and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Amazon Music and Public Radio and Stitcher and on Twitter at SpudGotDad and on Facebook at Spud's Friends and Fans, John McConnell and The Big TZ. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or have an email directly to you or if you got a, if you want to be a guest or you have a good idea, for a show, you can reach me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, till tomorrow, y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.